You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about soulmates versus soul care. Hearing God speak with Jackie Brewster and Eva Nunziato, Enneagram 7 and 8. I'm so thankful you're here with me today because we are going to talk about not just soulmates in marriage and how we long to be connected soul to soul in the depths with our partner, but also and especially about how we can find this space with God. So after a brief intro, you'll hear me talk with authors Jackie Brewster and Eve Annunziato about their book, Hearing God Speak, that's due out February 9th and already available for pre-order. So I'm really excited about this. It was so much fun to talk with Jackie about her marriage with her spouse, who's a three and she's a seven, and also Eve with her eight, five marriage. I was enjoying talking about their glows a little bit and also about just how we can really go to the depths with God when we're trying to envision something for our lives and marriages. But first, I want to talk, like I said, a little bit about the whole concept of the soulmate, because I want to help you to identify that there are several ways of looking at a soulmate. And first, I want to define a little bit about that, because when we think about the soulmate, sometimes we think about the the classic, you were made for me, Nicholas Sparks kind of motif. And some of us have that in our family stories, like I do, where some of the relatives have thought about their marriages like this. Some of you think about your marriage just like this. And I want you to feel like you and your spouse are soulmates. In fact, we have so many in this world who do believe in the concept of soulmates. And I don't think that anybody can answer that conclusively. But I do think that we we give it a bit more of a focus sometimes than it deserves. Of course, we have some Song of Songs, beautiful, romantic, biblical poetry. We also have Plato in his symposium talking about how we need to understand that we have different definitions of love and what that's like. And we have his comic poet Aristophanes drawing that myth that we were all once twice the people we are now, but that our threats to gods prompted Zeus to cut us in half. So he was kind of one of the biggest leaders of the concept of the soulmate and said, this is what we have to do is we have to rejoin with each other and follow up with that. But that was a comic poet portion of his symposiums. There's just different philosophers in his works that talk about love. Socrates questions some of these speeches. Their first Corinthians, which is biblical heritage, for love, talking about love as an act of service. There's Gary Thomas, who talks about being holier rather than just happier in your marriage. So as you can see, we have these philosophers and scholars who have tried to give us some boundaries for what is a soulmate. We have dozens and dozens of excellent writings about love. And and yet what we all, I think, do believe on common ground is, is that when you're trying to find a healthy space for yourself in your life, your soul is important and the meeting of souls is important in marriage. And so it's so good that you are trying to get closer to your spouse. You want to be soulmates, that you want to be friends. We were reading recently The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, and there are so many great things about the various forms of love and the grace we can give each other and the ways we can learn to pray together. But a lot of times people ask me, how do I get to be soulmates with my spouse? How do I get to that soul care level where we care for each other's not just practical needs, but each other's very souls? And 
I want to invite you into uh, caring for your own soul as you're trying to care for your spouses because it's similar to the oxygen mask analogy. You really do need to care for your soul before you can care for another's. If you're just doing, doing, doing for everybody and then you are trying to give to somebody else, you can certainly do good, kind works for them. But caring for your soul means looking at all the lenses of your life so that you can be at your best, so that you can really identify God's best for you too. And so I really am excited that even Jackie wanted to do this show with us because they really have a whole process for how they had to do that as well as they were writing their book, Hearing God Speak. They had to be brought to a different level of trust as they walk the journey to unraveling some of their own issues that they were dealing with in life. And they also had to really cling to God when they were learning how to share with others and they had to do their own work. So what I want you guys to hear today is not that I don't think soulmates is a great concept and so much fun in marriage, but that I think that when you take care of your soul and you really spend time healing and working with God on your hurts and your needs and you really releasing that to God, whether it be that you need to forgive somebody or you need to get moving because you've been stuck in resentment, whether it be that you are not valuing yourself and not recognizing your worth, there is work to be done that is healthy and important in order for you to have a space with your spouse to even give them anything of real soul level care. So if you're looking for that in your marriage, do your soul work. And if you need a devotional to do that with, that's what's exciting about Jackie and Eve's book is their journey writing it helped them to identify and deepen their walk with God. I was able to review it. I really liked it. I felt like it's a creative book and you'll hear us talk about it. And it's a wonderful space if you're looking for that depth in your life. And I just, I hate for anyone to be codependent and totally find that in their spouse. I know that's our tendency with Taylor Swift, R&B, jazz, country, whatever your favorite genre of music is. Sometimes we allow that spell to be woven over us that we're going to find all of our enchantment in that person. And I definitely want to clarify on this show that that's your own journey. And I hope that you and your spouse do some of it together and interweave and have some beautiful interdependence. But I also want you to know that God is much bigger than your marriage. And you also do well to spend time getting soul care and being nourished in your soul and giving from that spring of abundance. So I'm excited for you to just walk through the journey that I hope will bless you in some way as you listen to Jackie and Eve's journey. It may be that you're inspired to love your spouse better, but that first you know you need to get your soul in a healthy place. It might be that you hear about their book journey and you feel like you're inspired to go deeper in your walk with with your next steps and trusting God for those next steps. Or maybe you love normally talking about marriage and learning all about relationships and this is just an opportunity for you to learn about your own soul care. So, and I say that laughingly because I have teen girls in my home right now and I can hear them listening. A couple of quarantine teen girlfriends very faintly and probably doing karaoke to John Legend's 
all of me, which is a great song, but it does lend itself to from the bottom up. We all have these romantic ideals and they're beautiful. And we have these moments and connections and soul to soul times of intimacy, but we also have lots of time we spend on our own that we need to be replenished and directed. And so it's an awesome place to do that. Nobody's forced to do it, but you can enjoy that fellowship time with God. So this episode talks about that, talks about the soul care versus the soulmate and hearing God speak in your life. And we'll hope that you find cool ways that you get spoken to through this message. Before we welcome our guest today, I want to let you know that next week we have our Truity podcast. I have gotten a ton of research from them. And we are so thankful. I cannot believe how much research they did. So we'll tell you all about that next week. But this is a wonderful time to learn from Jackie and Eve right now. Hey, guys, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome, Jackie and Eve. Oh my gosh, we are recording on a very big day of our country. So all kinds of feels and love to you guys as we've shifted as a nation. And I'm just so grateful to these ladies for giving me a space in their big afternoon. So are you guys Enneagrammers? I know you are, right? Big time. I've been saving my question for this recording and it's been driving me crazy, but I want, I have a sense for your types, but I want to hear it from you guys. Can you tell me a little bit about your Enneagram types? Yes. Well, I'm Eve and I'm actually a self-preservation Enneagram eight and boy, I have had love that information growing up right outside of West Philadelphia, born and raised. That would have been excellent. point of reference for me. (laughs) Yes, it would have. And that's probably sort of a shocking revelation for coming from this area. Were you from like, sounds like the Fresh Prince intro, uh, you know, (laughs) and so I love that. But tell us more about that community and what it's like and what it was like being an eight there. Being an eight was probably extremely helpful. (laughs) Being very assertive in a big Italian Catholic family, literally five minutes from West Philadelphia, the first suburb. And I also segued from hard news journalism and TV reporting into ministry. two years into my marriage. And so I, at first was a denier and I challenged my eightness, but Mm. now I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of empathy for myself. I understand it. And it was actually probably very easily divine (laughs) because Mm -hmm. God knew that you know, he created me in his womb and he knew exactly how he wanted to uniquely craft me. And it was perfect for how I grew up actually. Oh my goodness. I love that you've come so far with your Enneagram type because you know the journey, right? Like you said of like, why am I this type? And now you're like, this is exactly what was meant to be. Absolutely. That's so cool, Eve. And what about your hubby? What's his type? He is a self-preservation five and mm, I also a castle and I love that we love to be home. We're homebodies and we love our blankets mm-hmm. and our fire and our candles and good food. Mm-hmm. And I often kid around and say that it's difficult 
if I'm being honest, for me to think about being married to any other number. A five is such a wonderful balance for me. I needed this a brilliant, pragmatic problem solver mm. as a partner in crime. It's been oh very, certainly yeah. our 23 years of marriage has not been perfect. We've had a marriage crisis. We've been through marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. But if I look back and I learn about all the numbers, I realize I'm very thankful for this pairing. It worked out very mm. well in the end. Mm. Oh my gosh. And you know from the glow that I call that one energetic depths. So I believe you when you say you guys have balanced each other out so well because you are just rock stars now. Not to say there aren't going to be things in the future to work on, but like you've leveled out because you've seen your gifts and your struggles. So, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm so grateful. And then Jackie, tell us a little bit about your type. Well, I am an Enneagram 7, self-preservation 7. Wonderful. Uh, And so I think at the beginning of my journey, which was years ago uh, with the Enneagram, I tested as an eight and there's a lot of eightness in me, but uh, the core, the heart's desire really lines up with the seven, what my, what, what my heart longs to hear. And so, yeah, so I grew up outside of, I grew up in Massachusetts and Mm. so, uh, you know, in the North and that's just, you know, we live in the South now, we live in Nashville, right outside of Nashville and Franklin, Tennessee. Mm. Uh, and so that's very different for even I both that grew up in these, you know, very different environments, um, with big personalities, you know, we're a little fiery and feisty and, Mm -hmm. uh, fun. I want to say a lot of fun, Yes. Um, you know, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm a seven. Uh, the journey has been long, hard, and painful at times of mm. self-discovery, um, mm. but I love the work. I love the work of the Enneagram. And you are just speaking my language as a fellow self-preserving seven, mm-hmm. but I feel like this group, and I can say it briefly on here because the audience knows how I feel, does not get much favor in the Enneagram community, so I'm so happy to have you here saying, like, we have some meriting traits, right? We're growing. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Yes. Yes. I appreciate you saying that. Sometimes I feel completely misunderstood. And through getting coaching by the brilliant Jackie Brewster, I've really Mm -hmm. learned that oftentimes eights, and especially females, are Mm -hmm. misunderstood. So I love your empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. towards them. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys, both your types have been stereotyped and we do this thing on others where we're like, well, for me, my internal factors really influence me more, but on others, and I think self-preserving sevens and eights get this the most in some ways. And I'm sure others listening are thinking, no, my type gets it the most, but I see a lot for those types. And so sometimes I feel that bashfulness of telling anyone my type. So having you guys on, I'm like, I know you feel this with me that uh, you want to grow just like anybody else. And you want people to give you some of the benefit of the doubt. And here you are leaders and totally revered. I know everybody adores you guys, but that's just funny. And Jackie, are you married or are you single? Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm married. 22 years married with four kids. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. So I'm married to a three, a one to one three. He's a he's an oh. achiever and driven, mm-hmm. and he is perfect balance for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in the way, I, you know, sevens visionaries, lots of ideas. Um, mm-hmm. He actually helps me take my ideas and put them on paper and and like next steps. 
like this. That's, wow. he, Eve, Eve helps me a lot with it too, with the <laughs> two of them. They really help harness my craziness and like, come on, we can make this thing happen. And so mm-hmm. I'm super thankful for uh, his support through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has obviously not been without many, many challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, the balance between the, the seven and the three, you know, mm-hmm. we're both assertive. We both want to go into the world and after what we want with force, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we do it very differently and for different reasons. We don't want to be super in tune to the lower emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's been a, a lot of hard work, a mm-hmm. lot of counseling around mm-hmm. how to be there with each other for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout this journey, you know, like the mm-hmm. uh, early, early on in counseling, the, our therapist said, you guys are like two trains on different tracks going in the same direction. You want the mm-hmm. same things, but you can't figure out how to do it together. Um, and so we worked really, really hard for the past 12 years, um, mm-hmm. figuring out how to how to do it together, you know, not, not fix the problem, but Mm -hmm. to actually figure out how to support and love one another in a Mm -hmm. way that's authentic and real. Mm. Oh my goodness. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. When I say you bring in that richness and the lifeblood to looking at types Mm -hmm. a little bit more closely, like you've put in so many years of hard work and commitment to your marriage as has your three, which threes often get that as well, that they don't know they're great at entering relationships, but but staying in one is hard. And it's like you guys have done the hard work. And I just want to applaud you guys. You are in leadership for a reason. You have mm-hmm. stayed the course. And when a lot of people aren't able to or just haven't chosen that, so amazing. And now we get to talk about your beautiful book. So tell me a little bit about that. What's the name of your book, guys? And tell us about it. It's hearing God speak. And Mm. yesterday we actually opened the boxes at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awesome. You got it. We got it. it. And so we're really, really proud of it. And not only is it one of the only devotionals out there that we know that covers all nine Enneagram types in one book. The Mm -hmm. message is basically a reminder that we have a heavenly father and this heavenly father wants to hear our voice, just like we want to hear the voices of our children. And he wants to speak to us in the way that we can understand. He wants to build a deep relationship with all of us because we serve a God of the universe. He was in Mm -hmm. full control. Mm -hmm. And that through our own personalities, we can begin to hear his truth of Mm -hmm. not only who we are, but whose we are. And Mm -hmm. that message can drown out the lies of the enemies. I find personally a lot of freedom in this acknowledgement that I'm able to understand God better is painful, but also brings freedom. I'm also able to give myself kindness, compassion, and empathy. But most importantly for me, this is key. I'm able to extend kindness, compassion, empathy to others, especially my family, my children, my loved ones, my coworkers, my friends in my circle. And that to me is extremely important. And that's what we try to encapsulate through this book of Hearing God Speak. Yeah. So, so we took the biblical truths because for even I, you know, when we started on this journey, it was really, really important for us that we didn't water down scripture. We didn't mm-hmm. um, put the Enneagram as the highlight when it's really the word of God that's a highlight. The Enneagram helps us uncover and discover parts of ourselves, but mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is the one that really helps us do the work around that. You know, like when we're mm-hmm. soft and we're open and we're pliable, then then he really, you know, God can get in there and really change hearts and soften hearts and heal hearts, heal, heal a lot of the 
the parts of us through time. And so this book really, we on purpose, you know, focus on scripture, one scripture for every week, and then all nine types. Um, I go through so many different aspects of Enneagram work throughout this. So it might be the childhood message. It might be where you go to in health, another week where you go to in stress and others. How do I deal with my defense mechanisms? Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Why are they showing up? And so it's Mm -hmm. really layered in a way that um, it offers you an opportunity if you want it. Mm -hmm. I always hold my hands open to my clients and anybody that does this work, it it offers you, we will never force your way, but it offers you an opportunity for awareness. So for you to have some awareness around patterns of behavior, to become curious around that, and then to be able to apply scripture which is the truth in the word of God, you know, be able to apply that scripture to that particular area. Um, mm-hmm. And we prompt, we prompt through the whole book. We prompt you to go deeper in scripture. We prompt you to ask yourself why you do things. You know, we prompt you mm-hmm. um, to look at the other numbers, not just your main type, but look at the other numbers that, that um, you know, your wings, look where you go to in stress, look where you go to in health, and then also look at the people around you. And this is that, that key part that you've talked about with uh, groaning and empathy and compassion. And that's the hope is that you will grow in empathy and compassion. You'll understand where these patterns are coming from and why people are reacting the way that they're reacting. We were really strategic mm-hmm. in the beginning of this book. Um, in, in the journey of writing it, we wanted meditation in it. I wanted to mm-hmm. teach people how to meditate in the word of God. But that was really powerful. And, and, um, and we, you know, to hold space for people to be able to have that reflection time, um, application questions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we want you to go deeper. We don't want you to just read about it, but how do you, how do you apply this to your life? Like a super um, practical application questions. And so mm-hmm. every part of it, and the design of it was intentional for people to be able to engage um, in, in the many different ways that people engage. Oh, so. wow. And you guys really speak to me when you talk about intentionality as well as the ability for people to have the freedom to go into the depths where they want to go with you. And and I heard that as a seven and an eight, was that important to you that people felt the freedom to take their own journey through your book? It was probably the most important. And again, <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot of that through this work with Jackie as my coach mm-hmm. because she uses terminology such as we invite you into and you are able if you want to. Mm-hmm. And that is why this book has plenty of journaling space. Oh my gosh, I love that. We want you to be able to really hear the God of Word in a fresh way, talk to God and write about it. Because really the way God speaks to us is either through his word, which is so important, Mm -hmm. through other people speaking wisdom and other spiritual leaders and through sometimes audible. And so all of us hear differently. And that's why we wanted this to be such an intimate relationship throughout this journey of this book. Right. Like you guys are assisting people to find their time with God versus saying you have to do it this way this is my way and this is going to be the way, which I don't think anyone did that intentionally over time with all the other amazing devotionals out there. But there is a sense of loss when I go through a lot of non-specific devotionals where I'm like, you don't get me. I'm not good enough. You know, this is going back all the way to the first devotionals I cracked open. So it's very cool for me to hear and very safe that you guys are allowing people their own journey and their own way to finding Christ because it is an individual. He cares for the one, not just the 99. So I love that you went not only deep, but this book is for all of the types, right? Mm -hmm. 
All types. Yeah. All nine types. So every single week um, I write specifically to each type in, in there. So if it's childhood message, we're going to go right to each specific childhood message, how you can um, reflect on that, maybe how it's showing up in your world, why, you know, where, what it looks like. Um, mm -hmm. And then how do you take the scripture and actually apply it to your life. So it is intentional. And I think it's so funny that you point out like as, as seven and eight, like wasn't important <laughs> for us to have, um, for people to do this on their own, right? Cause sevens and eights, we don't want people to tell us what to do. No. Um, you know, we really, you know, I, I want to be limit. I actually, I say limitless. I don't, I don't actually want to be limitless. I like to know my parameters and then right. I want to live limitless inside of those parameters. Right. Um, you know, so it, I think it's so important on the journey for everybody to feel heard and seen. But I will say that every single day, even I bathe this book in prayer, we mm. in worship um, and, and we wrote this book. Um, you know, we took different parts of it. So Eve writes the devotional part of it. I write the Enneagram part of it, but mm -hmm. in the journey uh, we, we would then together, Mm -hmm. um, edited. So it was like, here's your piece. Here's my piece. Okay. Let's read it together. What do you hear? What do you hear? You know, like, uh, is this, you know, she would ask for clarifying statements and mm -hmm. if she doesn't understand it, nobody else is going to understand it. Right. Yes. So a lot of clarifying statements in it and like, you know, or I might've said like, that can't be an absolute because mm -hmm. we don't talk in absolutes because mm -hmm. it's perhaps, or maybe, or, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's inviting mm -hmm. people in. And so the journey of writing this book, and I think for even I, just the awareness in our own lives, writing this book. Oh, um, I love seven. that. Yes. It as a seven and an eight, you guys had to do your work together with each other too. And I hear it right there where eights are logically wired and can say, and plus she's an eight five. So remember she has that five glow with her, you know, I want bullet points. I want it to make sense. And you thinking types, you know, us thinking types, we just, you know, we can go on for days and we're like, we've got this. And like, I'm sure all the five, sixes and sevens reading are like, oh yeah, we understand each other. But there's also that sense that Eve brought of clarity. And then I love how you're saying, Jackie, that you brought in that sense of, oh my goodness, like we absolutely have to make room for freedom for everybody to be exactly where they're at and to not feel like we're speaking too far into their lives in regions we just don't understand. Yes. Yes. And I think that's why we got along swimmingly through this project. We mm -hmm. checked our egos at the door. Yes. Both of us worked 110%. I don't think I could have worked with anyone putting in 99.9 .9 would not have been acceptable. <laughs> and with Jackie, yes, yes. the same is with her. And I think by checking our egos at the door, we just wanted it to be better. And there mm -hmm. were times where Jackie had to say, Oh, you wrote that scripture reflection as an eight, but not mm -hmm. everybody feels that way. So can you mm -hmm. maybe go back and write that where all one through, you know, nine can mm -hmm. understand too. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Or mm -hmm. I need that clarity. And we were upset about it. We just wanted it to be the best it could be. And I think that's the beauty of the project. And then we, of course, me especially, learned throughout the project about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We not only mm -hmm. learned about God and his kindness and his generosity and his faithfulness, but I was able to study the word and grow in understanding in my number. I think it was every day I learned wow. the process, how I process information and all my patterns of behavior I discovered and it was such freedom, even though it could be painful. Again, it was mm -hmm. such freedom. And I often say that you know, if we hadn't written this book during a pandemic, 
Mm-hmm. Started in March during political unrest, mm-hmm. during racial racial division, during the time where my dad suffered a major stroke a month mm. into I think it would have been a different book, but Jackie and I were feeling all of it. And we were able to write this book with a posture of grief and sincerity Mm. and longing and exhaustion Mm. and vulnerability. And I don't think we would have had otherwise, but see, that's again, in God's perfect timing. It just so happens to parallel a season where we were wrestling with such grief and Mm -hmm. such unhappy emotions. As an eight, I woke up anxious and fearful, Mm -hmm. but we protected. And then I would go to my five, like you talked about, and I want to gather my resources. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't have imagined or dreamed of starting this project with anyone other than Jackie in a time such as this, because I think it really developed and crafted the book the way it is. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you got to go to those depths. And we were talking before we got on about how sometimes we are in those depths and we don't even look like our type. And so that's beautiful too, is you took on these places that we don't always see a seven and an eight go in order to really speak to everybody. And, and that's also what I wanted to ask you is how do you feel like the book was born? What was your inspiration for writing this book? We love this story because it came probably not like many books, but I had a typical 4 a.m. nudge from God. And this isn't very unusual for me, but I woke up and I was a year from celebrating a milestone birthday. And I was a year from celebrating a birthday where my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And I thought, how can I honor my mother's legacy of a 33 year ministry in prisons, in the projects of Philadelphia? And how can I do something because life is so short? And I really got that nudge from God speaking of hearing God speak of writing a devotional, quitting my job and spending time to self-publish or not and writing a devotional. But then I started to process it. I got up and just started to journal and process. I love my devotionals, but oftentimes I don't always relate to them. Let's say they're talking about you need to be more secure about yourself. Well, I have no problem being secure (laughs) and thinking highly of myself. So I thought, how can we write a devotional that's different, that all personalities can understand? Because I was learning so much about the Enneagram and I texted Jackie. I waited till eight in the morning and I texted her and said, Jackie, I have an idea. Can you come over for dinner? And I'll let Jackie take it from here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I got this, I was at the beach with my family and I got this message from Eve in the morning and I was like, Hmm, I wonder what she's got up her sleeve. <laughs> you never know. She's, you know, like, like big picture thinker, you know, visionary and big picture thinker together. It's like, okay, oh, wow. what are you thinking? Yes. And so uh, we got back into town, went over to our house and, you know, we had a great fun night. Um, but she came with lots of paper at me and uh, <laughs> lots of uh, details. And so as a seven, I have visions, but I don't love the detail of it. So all the paper and I'm like, can you just tell me what, I, just tell me about it. Maybe you should just tell me. And so she said, I had this idea. What if you wrote um, a devotional with me about the Enneagram? And I was like, Ooh, tell me more. You know, and I was like, can I do it? Can I, I've got to be able to honor God in it. I yes. can't water it on scripture. There's a lot of things right. in that. Like I said, at the beginning with Eve and I, the heaviness of the word of God and, and how we value that. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us have been in ministry for years and years and years. And so um, 
that piece of it really plays, you know, huge in our lives. So um, I, we started writing in September. My husband and her husband are part of the journey. Uh, they really help. They're, they're more the strategic planners, right? They're the behind the scenes keeping us kind of going. And um, mm-hmm. and so, which is great. And they're oh. friends. We're all friends. Oh my we live, gosh. You know, That's five awesome. minutes from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we laid it we laid it all out, started working on it. And my husband was producing a catalyst conference in, um, Georgia. Uh, mm. and so we took our whole family to it and which we had never done before. And so wow. when we were there, there was a, a representative from a publishing house there and he just said, Hey, I'd love to grab some dinner with you, Steven. And he said, okay. So I was like, Oh, he's probably going to ask you about a book. Um, and he came back and I was like, how did it go? And he said, well, we started talking about you and he asked me what you were doing and I said you were writing this devotional with your girlfriend and he would like to see it and this it goes from October he tells them that we will have a proposal to them in three weeks um and and I don't do anything small and I see everything in full color and and, um in like creative so I'm like okay Eve if we're gonna do this she's like black and white and I'm like no no girlfriend no no (laughs) (laughs) I love that this is what I see and she's like okay I trust you she really I mean we went Mm. on we hired a designer Sarah Sung who designed the book um with our team in in uh in New York um it is absolutely beautiful but it is I love it we pitched this beautiful book um, to the publishing house. They took it and they took it right to the pub team like that next week. And the pub wow. team loved it. And they took it to New York the next week. And that's it. We had a book deal within weeks. Oh um, my gosh. And we signed with uh, Ink and Molo, which is under Penguin. It is just, I mean, right? Like, oh my goodness. Wrote, wrote three weeks to get a 40 page <laughs> book proposal done. Oh, Wasn't wow. an easy feat. No. But we were challenged and then we had only three months to write it because it's yes. all color. And apparently that takes twice as long. And our goal was to have it out by Easter. And mm-hmm. so it, we exceeded that. And now it's going to be here February 9th, even before Valentine's day, which makes a great gift. So it was just, when I look at that and I hear it again, I'm still a little bit in shock and in awe of God's timing. As much as I would love to take so much of this credit, I really know where the credit goes. I, I, I've learned to understand that as high of a view as I have of myself, none of this would have been possible with that divine meeting between Stephen and the gentleman who works for Penguin Publishing and just the timing of it. I had already quit my job, my insurance, everything, just quit and started writing, even if 10 people were going to read it. But God goes before us. And anyone who's listening, I just want to encourage you. Mm. God will always go before you. Mm. Just Mm. keep following and listening, even kicking and screaming as oftentimes as I do. He is going to go before you and lay the path. Mm. All you need to do is take the steps. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I was just thinking that yesterday. Lord, this is such a walk of faith. And I was reminded in that moment that everybody's life is a walk of faith, every single person on this planet. And how beautiful when we surrender that to our creator, Mm -hmm. just the exquisite detail that he will meet us in like that, like that story of you surrendering and feeling called and then everything coming toward you guys. That's what I want to add to with our listeners. Don't forget that 
you have somebody who's for you and wants your amazing gifts to be seen. And you guys are for everybody because you're sharing this awesome, beautiful book with us. I'm so grateful and I loved getting to see it and to read through it. And I also get to physically see it even while we're recording. It's absolutely stunning. I was going to ask you guys also, Tell me about how it's interactive and how people with different personality types or even learning styles can enjoy the book. Yeah, so it is interactive from, from the start of the book. We have charts in it to help you learn more about your type, to know where you go to in stress and health and um, what wings you use. We wanted it to be accessible to people, mm -hmm. even if you didn't know your type or maybe somebody gifted you this and you're like, I don't even understand the Enneagram. What are you talking about? We wanted it to be a, a tool that could be used as, as a narrative approach to the Enneagram as well. Because mm -hmm. um, I, you know, testing is great. It really helps us to have a jump being, you know, a, a starting point right there, but mm -hmm. it's not uh, the end all be all just because you type a number doesn't mean we're going to stop there. We have to become curious and dig and see, is this true? And so mm -hmm. that's what we offer in this book is a lot of opportunity for you to not only read about maybe the number you thought you were, think you are, are, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, let's hold space for that openly, but uh, for you to really investigate and, and read about all the numbers. And so it. I think it's, it's like short, mm -hmm. right? So it's not super long that mm -hmm. there's a scripture, there's a devotional that Eve writes. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And then it goes into the topics for the Enneagram and then the application questions um, and prompts for awareness around that. But it's like, um, I want to say it's, it's like nuggets because I think awareness takes time and I do lots of work with clients and I oftentimes tell them like, it's going to, you know, it could take up to three months for you to really begin to see awareness around different things in your life. And then it could take six months for you to be able to change it, you know, to be able to actually put some legs to the awareness. Like it's just give yourself time to see how things are showing up in your life and become curious around them. And so hopefully the approach that we, that we gave to this book is a slow approach to, to um, information. So bring it in, process it, ask yourself the questions, become curious, tons of journaling space. There's not only prompts for Enneagram, but every week there's application questions for you to really begin to apply them. And then it goes into meditation. We prompt you to take on a meditation practice every week. And we do do it with scripture. It really helps people to engage in all the different ways. And so you can go through it fast. You can go through it slow. It's really up to you how you want to engage in this book. That was beautifully said, Jackie. And I would just add that mm -hmm. we divided this devotional into four quarters. And mm -hmm. the first quarter is your peace. The second quarter is your protector. Next is your purpose. And then we end it with your personal growth, which I think by the time they get mm -hmm. to that latter part of the year, they're going to be ready for that personal growth. And I think that was helpful, especially for people who think that way and categorize it and want an organized devotional. So we were thrilled with the fact that we were able to divide it that way for people who think that way. Well, and yes, and as an eight, I know that's extremely important that you bring that to the table and you, Jackie, as a seven going to your focus five zone, but I really want to make sure that I think about this with you guys that 
I'm noticing as much as I love how the Enneagram in general, we notice patterns and we ask the why questions and then we step out and that's great and that's beautiful. And I love that Jackie does that with her clients so they don't think, oh, she's a seven, she's going to rush me and that you guys gave people time to process if they don't want to go through it fast. But I also love just Eve sharing that there's that protector piece before we're asking people to take on things. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, that was extremely important. And no matter your number, we say this in the book and I truly believe it. We want people to know that this is not a problem for you to solve. Your personality isn't a problem for you to solve. It is a beauty for you to embrace. And you have a heavenly father who's protecting you and that has created you purposefully, uniquely crafted you from the womb. And it was very important for us as Jackie always says, we put God first and his word first in this devotional before anything else. And we wanted people to know who you are and whose you are. Mm, I love that, that you do that. You are seriously awesome that you put that piece in to make people feel safe and loved and like, okay, I may not be able to go through this process very quickly and you're not shaming them if they can't. No. And I think that, that, you know, it's probably the benefit of being a seven teaching the Enneagram or or being, you know, a guide, right. On people's journey towards Um, self-discovery that, you know, I don't focus on the negative. Um, We have to go there, but the Mm. focus of attention is not on all the things that are wrong. The focus of attention is not there. It's just why let's become curious. Let's hold space for you to have some room to ask yourself some questions and where did these patterns come from? And, you know, to really become curious around that stuff. And I think that, you know, kindness, kindness to yourself, Mm. some self-care, self-compassion around, Mm. um, you know, what we see today, who, who you're discovering you are or or why, you know, so much Mm. of it's the why if we understand that, but it just takes time. And so I think that as a, as a seven, that view is a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I listen to lots of Enneagram people, Mm. read read tons and tons and tons and tons of books. Mm. Um, and everybody has a little bit of a different take on it, you know, according to how they see the world and how they feel the world. And so that has been something people have said about the way that I teach it uh, Mm. is the focus is not negative and all the bad things about you and all the things that need to be changed. It's Mm. not that we're looking at ego self. We're looking at why did we create these patterns to keep ourselves safe, to get the love that we needed, you know, and that's really what we're looking at. Like, okay, okay, Mm. well, there's space for that. Let's honor the little person that had to do the work to get Mm. you where you are today. But can we ask, like, are those patterns still serving you well today? That's the approach. Wow. That's so cool. You guys are covering all bases and just making me so excited about others getting their hands on it. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, like you said, you hinted at, sevens can be major book snobs, which anyone who listens to this podcast is probably a fellow book snob. We want good books. We do not. We just can't tolerate things that aren't at their top level intellectually. So I love hearing that you're learning. And then, of course, we have to have humility for ourselves, for others. We're all still on the journey. So I was going to ask you guys also, what journey did you feel like God brought you on personally as you guys were writing it before we close? Because that's so important to me is to know the authenticity of an author's life with God. (laughs) Humility, humility. Humility. Just when I think I have it all together, just when I think that I am just this brilliant gift to the world, I am reminded who is in control. 
I am, and this is just 2020 slash 2021 and hearing God speak. Oh my gosh. Not only who is in control, but that he is God and I am not. Mm. And I've also learned that there is space for self-awareness, but for embitterment, for improvements, for trying to get to your healthy side. Because I celebrate when I go to my healthy too. I feel like I'm just being so kind and generous and thinking of others instead of myself. So Mm -hmm. I have just learned so much about myself that sometimes it's embarrassing, but then I try to look at it. I'll be honest, Krista, and Mm -hmm. I try to realize this is freedom. God is just exposing me because he wants me to be as close to him as possible. He doesn't want the gap. He wants that gap to be closed. And so I need to put my ego aside, keep mm-hmm. focused on others, love God, love others, right? Mm-hmm. And serve others. And that's where I am most fulfilled and happy. So I've just had to learn all of that. But honestly, I could talk for another hour on what mm-hmm. I and I won't. I'll just stop with those bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You are, I love your bullet points. I love your eight energy. It's always fascinating to listen to an eight. We all get mesmerized by you guys. So <laughs> you're good, but I love that. I want Jackie to share too. Yes, go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, for me on the journey, um, obviously I read a lot of books, uh, did a lot of research, did a lot of digging. Um, I would, Eve would look at my, we did a lot of FaceTime. A lot mm-hmm. of our writing was done with FaceTime because we wanted to be together in the process. So it would be stacks of books. So a lot of reading and not just in Enneagram field, just in psychology in general. I just needed to know more. I just needed to learn more. So I, I hold space for that. Like I really, really enjoyed that process. Um, but I think that the the amount of time that I would put headphones in and listen to worship music and write and be inspired by God was mm-hmm. so impactful and just to watch him orchestrate the steps like nothing about this project um was even I like we she had an idea she was obedient called me I said okay let's try let's see and all we did was take the next step we just took the next we didn't even know if it was the right step we were just taking the next step and we watched the doors fling open you did um you know and we're just kind of in awe of it Mm. and I think that holding on to hope for that is, I just feel like, God, what are you going to do with this? Mm. Um, You know, getting this book into people's hands that don't know Christ Mm. is going to be neat because it's just a different experience. We invite people into the conversation. Would you like to learn more? Mm. The whole process of how we wrote the book, it was for, you know, it is a devotional, but I did think about my family members that don't know Christ. And Mm. so as I wrote Mm. that, the Mm -hmm. portions of these books, I thought about them engaging with this book and what would that look like and how how would they feel? Uh, and so I, there's a great expectation. There's a great hope, I think, in my heart, I think in Eve's too, of what God is going to do with this book for, to transform lives. And we wrote it for the one. We didn't write it for the masses. Amen. Oh, um, yay. When, I'm so glad. We, when we started writing this book, it was for the one. And we just thought, Lord, if you will change one person's heart for you through these words, it's worth every bit of, mm-hmm. of time, effort, and energy that mm. we have poured into it. And so that is really, I think the big part of the journey, uh, for me and my heart is like, God, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm so glad I'm on the journey. I'm so Mm. glad I'm doing it with you. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you guys are too. And even hearing your stories about how your husbands are part of the journeys too is so, it makes me want to cry thinking about how he uses different couples for different things and how safe it was for you as a seven to find your husband on the journey, inviting you into that next piece. You were able to just be that classic jet set couple, the three and the seven to say, let's go. And you're on that journey together still. And Eve, your dear friend, it's so extra safe when your tribe is in on it and it takes community to do great things and to dream big. And, and I feel like your confidence comes from such a great place that your confidence is in Christ and the work he's doing, even if it's for the one, but we see that he's opening the doors to many. And that is just beautiful because so many people really have been jaded and hurt by the church and it's time to find safety and healing together. And I love that you guys are part of that, especially we're all agreeing that as sevens and eights, how lovely when we can sense when we're being aggressive or overly assertive and just say, I listened to worship music. Uh, I invited God into my heart while I was on the journey in ways we never could have expected because of your parents' issues and the, the world's issues. I mean, this is just such a deeper book. I believe that with you guys. Thank you, Krista. It's beautiful. And how can we invite others to get in touch with your book and you guys? Because I want them to be able to follow you on social media as well as we are really close to launching. And as you said, it's a great Valentine's Day gift. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we're so thankful for our publishing house allowing this book to be available really anywhere you get books. Amazon, Target, Walmart, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble. an indie book bound. And really all you need to do is just head to hearinggodspeakdevo.com and you can get to all of those places there. I highly recommend you follow Jackie on all the socials because she gives amazing content, always again, putting God first at Enneagram with JB at Enneagram with JB. Um, you can follow me too at Eve Anuns. I did cut my last name in half to make it easier, but it's still difficult. So good luck with that. But again, Enneagram with JB or just head to hearinggodspeakdevo.com. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Anything you want to add to that, Jackie, about your coaching or anything? Sure. Yes. I offer coaching, different sessions. I come in groups and all kinds of things like Enneagram with JB.com, which I just have to give a a little shout out here. The JB part of this, my girlfriend, Erica Powers in North Carolina, she started calling me JB when I was doing these projects with her Mm. and it is just stuck. And I'm like, I kind of love that JB (laughs) instead of Jackie. (laughs) I love that. That's adorable. So fun. But yep, you can go there and find uh, all kinds of information about coaching, um, our book, all kinds of information about us. Um, also some freebies, just some free downloads for you if you're interested in some, you know, free Enneagram resources. Oh, yay. I love when you are saying that too, to just give people that taste for who you are. The book will be launching, but the good news is you can already pre-order your copy of Hearing God Speak. So awesome. And they can pre-order right now if they visit those sites, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it'll ship out February 9th. Awesome. That's a very special day for me because that's the dating anniversary with my husband. So we always celebrate twice that week. So I'm extra excited. That's awesome. Well, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for coming on to this show. We are so appreciative and excited with you for all you're sharing and doing. 
Krista, thank, thank you. you so much. I think we would be remiss if we didn't just try to encourage you to keep on keeping on. You're doing beautiful work. We love your podcast. We know how difficult it is and it's not an easy feat what you do, but you're doing it for others, not just for yourself. And I just want to say thank you for your hard work, for your voice. We're listening and we're cheering you on. So we really appreciate you. Oh, yay. Thank you, guys. I love it. Thank you for encouraging the encourager. (laughs) (laughs) We all appreciate that today. All right. Well, take care, you guys. Oh, I loved how they were so encouraging. And I hope that if you are curious about their book, that you will grab Hearing God Speak and just deepen that walk with God as you're trying to deepen your walk with your spouse. And then I also hope that you will take some time next week to join me for a fabulous show with Truity's CEO, Molly Owens. They are doing over a million Enneagram tests every single month. And they did an 87,000 person relationship study with us. So I'm super geeked for you to hear about that. In the meantime, have a great week. Bye.